0: Okay, here's the gist. I'm a gay guy who's been living in New York City for the past three decades. I got shit to talk about. I also have awesome friends who also have a lot of shit to talk about. That's what this podcast is about, way off the record. People that you never hear from, that you need to hear from. Because trust me, girl, you need this fabulous in your life. Welcome to Way Off The Record. Today I'm talking to my oldest and dearest friend, Mm Shauna Tucker. Hi. Uh, singer, songwriter, cellist, uh, guitar player.
1: Sometimes. Musician
0: extraordinaire. Um, Shauna? Yes? How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm yes? I'm happy to be talking to you. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I
0: love hearing the dulcet tones of your voice, oh. whether it's speaking or singing.
1: It's the timbre, darling. The timbre.
0: Yes, the dulcet Every timbre. Timber or timber? I, no, I never... Lord, don't say timber. It's timber. not.
1: It's timber. not wood. We are not. <laughs> no, T I M B R E is timber.
0: Oh, timber! Right, because it's mm-hmm. French. Yes, from the French.
1: From the French. Um,
0: why don't you tell everyone how we met? Or we'll tell. We'll both try to tell the tale.
1: Well, I remember you. You for just a brief moment were Lisa's friend like you know how sometimes mm-hmm. like when you introduce people and you're like you know lisa's friend scott like that yeah. but then it's like quickly became shauna's friend right mm-hmm. well i had to share you with with our mutual friend Tree for
2: mm-hmm.
1: a time and then i was like nope going straight to the source you're my friend but <laughs>
0: girl i got we, plenty of love to spread around
1: Don't worry. I'm not <laughs> No, we met one afternoon at this place uh, in, called Soul Cafe. Mm-hmm. On no longer
0: open, by the way, I checked.
1: Oh, you checked? Yeah. Bless its heart. It was it was it come was on. a fun fun fine place, um, but we were playing at, I don't know almost weekly for Sunday brunch as a trio called Hugh mm-hmm. and you happened to come in. And I don't know if you came in on the song or if you were there and the song played and that's when you take the story away, you're ready to go.
0: All right, yes. I think I think what it was is um, me and my ex walked in, Christopher walked in, and there was something else playing. I think you were sort of finishing up a, a song. And we sat down and I was like immediately taken like, like symbols crashing into my head, like in a good way. Like, Hom- what is this I'm looking at? So... And I knew some of it because I knew the background uh, from Lisa, our friend who joined HUE, H-U-E, by the way. And so what I found so fascinating, I just had a recording with Marie Tree the other day, and we talked about this, and so hopefully it's not redundant, but you three are all classically trained musicians. And in the band formation at the time, it was Marie Tree on piano, Lisa on viola, and Shauna, my dear Shauna, right here (laughs) on on cello which is my favorite instrument so already I was in love with you
1: <laughs> and
0: everything in it. and it was like what made it so cool was this idea that you guys came up with called chamber soul
1: tell, um, tell us no. what that means so we did not come up with that idea oh. I'm about to get real proprietary here
0: I give you credit anyway
1: yes of course. you gave me yeah I like, think what we were doing at the time you know I should say let me let me stop being like that <laughs> no I because I because because nobody was calling like the music that we collectively um, the music that we resonate the most at the highest frequency collectively to right mm. we weren't calling it chamber soul then mm-hmm. um, chamber soul actually <clears throat> was a a, a a result of me being tired of telling people what I don't play you know or or what ah. the music doesn't sound like um, and there were a lot of overlaps for the time that I was um, performing with Hugh, mm-hmm. and, um, and then, you know, fast forward to performing as a, as a solo artist or an artist under my own name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we collectively, um, we just vibe off of this space where um, even though our technique um, or how we came to our, our instruments. was mm-hmm. from a, a classical place. It, it's not where we stayed. Um, right. It's not where right. we um, felt like we had to exist exclusively. Um, but it's also a space where we could take these um, uh, tools and gifts of of what we know of the instrument and of one particular genre being classical and take mm-hmm. it and put it into a new space and apply it to the whole rest of our lives, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, having, it's brilliant.
3: Brilliant. yeah,
1: it's, it's a, it's like, you know, chamber music is, is a particular, um, style of music, but it's also a particular way of playing. Mm-hmm. And when you are in an ensemble that is as, as, as small as a duo or as large as an octet, um, mm. usually there's not a conductor telling you when right. to come in or what the tempo is or whatever. In mm-hmm. um, chamber music, um, written, um, at least you know from a composition standpoint, there are so many different motifs that happen that might start in the first violins and then they sh- it shows up in the viola a motif just like a, a melody or a line or a, mm-hmm. a phrase um, and then it finds it like just a little hint of it in the cello and then it might go over to the bassoon and, and then everybody's playing it at the same time in harmony. Um,
0: it's such an organism I think you know like yeah the way that's the way I think of it I mean it sort of you know so it was a or a full orchestra with a conductor but when it's just the musicians it's like this living breathing body you know it's Fascinating yeah, to me. it's
1: there's yes because there's a symbiosis of you know like you gotta listen to each other and you can't just um, well if you want it to be good <laughs> I think <laughs> you can't just learn your own part. It's helpful to know what everybody is doing so that exactly. if there's something that is happening that if there's a line that you're playing here and then a couple of measures or in the development or in another part of the piece someone mm. else is playing it. Um, you have to know what's going on so that you can make the whole piece come to life Um, because you know when to listen and when to support and when to like chill. Mm -hmm. Um, And so chamber music like has all of that and and that's what ensembles do um, whether you're playing classically or, you know, or not. Um, Right.
0: And all of that stuff that you're talking about, you're just, I mean, I'm just going to like, that I know what you're talking about I mean I do you're talking about the instruments primarily but then you add a whole new layer of vocal for all yeah. three of you yeah that's where the magic well I mean the whole thing is magic but like oh my god just brilliant so can we can we tell them what the song that once I heard you guys start to play this like the first you tell them
1: and tell yeah. them why you just like fell apart <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I so, and Marie Tree and I talked about this too because I'll never forget it. Uh, so we, we came in, I believe it was raining, I, I can't remember. And we sat down, we had pretty decent seats too. So I had like a sightline right to you, and Marie Tree was looking at the piano. But uh, you start the, the song Lazy Afternoon, and it just blew my mind because it's one of my favorites, all time favorite songs and nobody plays it and it was just okay you got me you had me on the first note I mean you had me before that but when you started this song and I remember locking eyes with you because I think it was you on vocal right or was it, I mean all three uh, but yeah
1: we vocal yeah I sing um the second like this second verse kind of oh, okay hmm? I just
0: remember locking my eyes on you it was like this love affair <laughs> Um, and so it much
1: just, was happening I was just singing a song I didn't know all I know. this was going yeah, on but
0: you, we talked about it later <laughs> we talked about it many times that you you know it's just the general idea of a performer and their audience and that connection which is you can't even explain it. there's hardly any words for it but we talked about that after like uh, on your break and then after f- for like as long as I've known you which has been a long time so cheers <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so that's how we know each other um let me just uh pivot here a little bit I just want to talk to you you know we're doing this is this is a general kind of more typical uh way off the record but we're doing a whole series of episodes like check-in episodes with friends and people about how everyone is coping with what's going on all over the world and I just wanted to check in with you about this whole coronavirus thing, and how are you coping, especially, I mean, emotionally, obviously, but because you're a touring, music, touring musician, part of the gig economy, how has this affected your livelihood?
1: Um, I it, it mean, it's like someone came and, um, you know, just said, all right. Mm let's uh lock let's let's lock let's let's put some big-ass chains on these uh doors on all of the doors Mm -hmm. from the outside and um you know let's like soap up the windows (laughs) right right and barricade the doors uh barricade the doors from the outside and all the employees that are working uh y'all just stay in here until we let you know when it's time to come out you know um that's, that's a good visual that's pretty much how it is i mean <clears throat> you know we still i i'm I don't feel um there's there were no rugs pulled you know cuz mm-hmm. the thing about all of this is that it's i mean it's not like we knew it was coming but <clears throat> it's it wasn't like someone called and said yeah we're going to have to cancel your gig okay bye <laughs> you mm. know um, the, the, the thing that, that is a, um, uh, a part of this whole di- dialogue, at least within the arts industry for me, mm-hmm. is that it is a constant conversation between artists and presenters um, mm-hmm. or promoters. Mm-hmm. Because we're all suffering, you know, we're all, it's not like somebody is benefits. Nobody called to tell me that the gig was canceled because they found somebody they really wanted to present, you know, Mm -hmm. or because, um, you know, ticket sales weren't what they were supposed to be. So we can't do this. It's not, it wasn't, it wasn't shady. There was nothing like that. The presenters want to present these shows. They want to, Mm -hmm. um, You know, have audiences come through their doors? They they want to to pay the artists for the 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 reasons why they hired us in the first place is so that they could present a high quality show Mm -hmm. to their audiences and perhaps introduce their audiences to somebody new. Um, But they, you know, they they're suffering too. Like they, (laughs) I personally would not. I had to call a lot of musicians to be like, "Yo, we're not doing this," (laughs) and I don't know when we're gonna right but you know presenters have to figure out if they're refunding tickets they have to figure out wording about rescheduling postponing nobody wants to use the word cancel because everybody wants performances to happen um but at least in the world where i I, uh, perform most often dates are booked anywhere from you know minimum six months usually more like 12 to you know 12 to 18 months to two years in advance and so that's a lot of lot of dates to have to move around to to work with so um you know i try not to think about the fact that april was going to be like my biggest month ever trying to sound like Mm. oprah ever my biggest (laughs) (laughs) like because
0: Lady Miss O. Yes,
1: Lady Miss O. Um, and you know, and I, I'm I, I'm so happy that there are um, people that are generously setting up relief funds for people mm-hmm. who who might have a Thursday gig at a restaurant, so you know that's shut down because the restaurants right. are shut down. Nobody's coming if you're working primarily on tips or money coming through the door, ain't no money. There's no, you know. Mm-hmm. So we, I do a lot of teaching artists work and all the schools are closed. <laughs> so, um, you know, Can we any just. Of, is
0: any of that moved to to online stuff?
1: Well, I, w- I was about to say the figuring mm-hmm. out of things mm-hmm. is um, what is most encouraging to see, Um, like yesterday we did a live stream on, uh, Facebook and Instagram Mm -hmm. and, uh, YouTube. And I did a lot of research to figure out like, what is the best mic and how do we make sure that we don't distort? And what about, um, bandwidth and who, where is everybody? And, you know, trying to figure out, um, things like if like, you got to know your audience, Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to be on Facebook if most of your audience is of a certain age and and, and are not. If they're not on social media, mm-hmm. you got to do YouTube because at least you can right. invite people to a space that is that is accessible. Um,
2: it is, I it, ask, is, yeah.
0: May I ask if um, so I'm still getting my Instagram legs, you know, in doing this podcast that mm-hmm. seems to be. You know one of the major avenues and and trying to do less and less on Facebook to be honest but um are the live things that you do like live Facebook and live uh, Instagram because I'm assuming YouTube is like gonna be on YouTube you know can you yeah. watch these things after
1: you can um, on you on YouTube yes, um, yes. on Facebook yes oh. on Instagram it is on your stories for a certain amount of time right um I don't believe it saves to IGTV. Okay. But I, but I, (laughs) I didn't research that so Maybe I'm not a trusted source (laughs) on that. Um, Come on, I was
0: just gonna say one of the things that I love most about you. I have never seen somebody so. I'm not even talking about your talent. That's a whole other avenue. But I, you know, for instance, I remember visiting you in Las Vegas. That's we're gonna talk about that a little bit later. But I remember you playing me like, four or five tracks from, I believe it was Shine, before you had actually gone into the studio, you'd done everything on GarageBand, everything, every Mm -hmm. vocal, every harmony vocal, every instrument, everything on there, so, because I said, first of all, this is amazing, I didn't even know that you could do this, and you said to me, I remember very clearly, you said, look, studio time is really expensive, so if you go in there and you don't know what you're doing, it's, I can't afford to do that, nobody, you know, yeah, independent musicians can't afford to do that. So you did this whole thing. Like, they sounded complete and perfect to me, so that you can then nice bring that heart. into the to the session record and recording artists and stuff, and know exactly what they had to do when that what the timing was and everything. I thought it was genius. So, one of the things that I love most about you is that not only are you a brilliant, creative person, singer songwriter, but you. you have the business acumen. You. You know, for the longest time, you were your own, you know, manager, promoter, and everything, and you somehow, you know, you learn how to do it and you do it. It's just, it's brilliant. So, so kudos.
1: Thank you. It's <laughs> not. A, it's it's a thing like out of need and necessity, Nece- mm. but that's the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't think that people should wait until they have enough money to do certain things mm-hmm. you know because naivete and uh, or just plain old ignorance um, of of certain facts um, mm-hmm. is more empowering depending on the situation than having all the information um, exactly. I know like you know like like I said with the studio time, I don't have I don't have an unlimited budget to just be going in there and t- trying out ideas and just yeah. let's just play. Press play.
2: We'll be fine. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm not going to be doing that cause, yeah. um, I, because I because I just I just not only when you do that, you know, you have you press play and you figure what comes out. But in your at least in my most creative space, I'm not like time stamping. Oh, that worked. OK. Oh, OK. What time is that? What will we I'm mm-hmm. not doing that so Mm -hmm. then that means that somebody's going to have to sit and sift through what you just the whole day that you recorded Mm -hmm. um and find the the things that worked and editing as it should um Mm -hmm. takes money and resources so um i don't really have and even if i did have just you know Like oodles and goodles of (laughs) just free money everywhere. I don't think that I I don't feel like that's the best use of your time. I also think that there's there are so many benefits to learning how to be self sufficient in a in a way that is beneficial to you because you can, you know, if I have an idea, I do I do a lot of um, voice memos Mm. these days um, when when Mm -hmm. a song comes to me in the car or you know out and about. And then I, um, I go home and I like figure out if it's just harmonies. I'll like you know mess around with it on my loop station, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is just a device that I can just record different tracks and add a rhythm to it and add some other funky stuff to it.:
0: This is "No Get Back" by Shawna Tucker.) So should we talk about pillow sessions?
1: Ooh, pillow sessions! Pillow sessions!
0: <laughs> pillow sessions!
1: So yes, let's talk about that. that I'm gonna was fun.
0: say I'm gonna say this was my idea. I'm not sure because I know that we talked about house concerts for a long time.
1: Mhm.
0: So, geez, this is probably like five or six years ago now.
1: Probably longer than
0: that. Shocking. Um, we had a we had a house concert here in my one bedroom, 650 square foot apartment in New York City called. Pillow sessions. Um, I had this idea to do this sort of Moroccan theme thing, and so I took out all the furniture in my living room and I put down, I bought this like one and a half inch thick piece of felt, and then every piece of fabric I had <laughs> in my house, and then a bunch of pillows, and everyone just sat on the floor, and it was brilliant. And it was hot as fuck, unfortunately. It was so hot in the apartment, but Everybody really, really loved it.
1: We told people to bring their own pillows, like yeah, and nobody b y o p did. did they not? a no. couple of people did no? no, I'm glad you supplied that felt then dang
0: I know no my French sh- my friend my friend my friend Connie brought I think two big ones um on you know on her own, but she was like the only person that brought pillows, but oh. it was all right
2: but it was okay. fine. i mean
0: yeah the 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 felt really came in handy,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I think, I think, um, one of the, one of the things that just continues to, um, impress and, and just like put me in a a mild state of awe about human beings, um, is just this level of grace that is constantly showing up. You know, I think the fact that people said yes to a house concert, your, your Mm -hmm. friends who didn't know who the heck I was, Right. But mm-hmm. just based on the trust of, well, I mean, it's Scotty. Some did, some did. Some, some, yes, mm-hmm. some, some did, but not, not all. And then, mm-hmm. and then, people that knew me, yeah, were trusting enough to venture into a space, maybe a part of Manhattan that they'd never been, because <laughs> I, I grew up, <laughs> up upstate Manhattan, exactly. But, you know, I grew up on Long Island and for any of my friends that live in Long Island or any of my friends um, that I that I acquired when I lived in Brooklyn, upstate Manhattan, (laughs) it might as well be a different, a whole different crossing state lines, you know?
0: Yeah, because MTA.
1: Because, right. And and so... (laughs) To be able to just like have people show up in a space where they're like, I don't know nobody, but Shauna's there. So let's just mm-hmm. go to someone's house and listen to this yeah. music. And the fact that we were all jammed into your apartment with um
3: yeah, there like 50 of us.
1: Yeah. Plus drummer yeah. and yeah. keyboard and cello. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That was a lot. That was that was pretty awesome. It was, and was I and I
0: have to give a special, very special shout out to Lester Carpenter and Matthew Wemple, my two dear friends, who helped me plan the whole thing and thought of things that I didn't even think of. Um, and Lester was the the hostess, or the the person serving food, yes, or cooking the food. And we hired yes. this lovely woman. I wish I could remember her name, who went around and you know, gave people food or Refresh their drinks or something. I like, made a huge difference. Um, it was just magical, and I'll never forget that. And there's, you know, what I can put some. I have a few videos of of the night, and I'll put those up in the show notes, and people can check it out. I think it's on YouTube.
1: I'm um, not sure. Um, this is the first time I'm hearing about this, so uh, that's nice really? to know. Really, you haven't seen them?
0: Hmm. You know what? Well, maybe I have to put them on Shame YouTube on after you. all. Shame <laughs> on you. I promise I will. All right, so this is an an original piece by Shauna Tucker, and it's the eponymous title to her album Shine. i want to talk to you about shine
1: (laughs) oh now we're going to quickly move on to the okay sure let's talk about shine. Uh um
0: because i'm trying to keep these at a reasonable length and we could you and i could talk forever and ever and or not talk um we could talk or not talk for hours
1: did you get that illusion it's true
0: (laughs) that's an illusion from best in show
1: Um, anyway you're wasting time keep going
0: um so the alum shine
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: which is gorgeous. We're gonna play some tracks from that um, in the episode. Um, I wanna talk about the photo shoot that we had um, here in my apartment and my friend Renee's apartment. And then I did the album design, I was so happy about that. And it was really fun to work with you because you're very specific and you know more than most people know about design and graphic design because you do some of your, your own and it was really cool. Um, and then it got reissued. Um, tell me about that, like how did that happen? Cause that's exciting.
1: So for the photo shoot, um, I'm pretty sure that that was maybe my second photo shoot ever like as Shauna, the solo artist, you know? Oh. And, um, and I, I, I love some of those. Like, some of those pictures are like just my all-time favorites. It's funny when they show up on Facebook and Facebook is like, this is a memory from 18 years ago. <laughs> oh, my like, know. Oh right? my God, look at me. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's when I, that's before braces. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> before braces. Yeah. So I have to say, um, you know, because I, I did a lot of um, sort of promotional work for, for Hugh as well, for all three of you and when you have a subject that's not only beautiful but like just knows their body and their light and you know how to move their head it was kind of effortless especially with you that that solo thing cuz the one with the three of us in that school on on the stage was a bit tricky because i asked you guys to do some uncomfortable things <laughs> but this one was much more you know it's at home and i used things like the light streaming through my blinds in the bedroom to create like all this texture and stuff and damn like there were very few pictures that were not usable which never happens so
1: well i think that that has as much to say about the photographer as it does about the subject um and i you know i i can see in in so many of those pictures, I can see our um, s- synergy, right? That's <laughs> because, exactly
0: what I was exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. There's so yeah. much like there are some smiles that I you you caught me laughing a lot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just, I did. like even kept thinking, because I'm <laughs> hilarious, girl. Oh,
0: I can make you laugh, oh, and it's just I just out of that. I had so much fun. They're all on my computer somewhere.
1: Yeah, I think um, you. Yeah, yeah. They they. Those are those are some. That's a great. Um, that was a great session, and wow. I'm so happy that the that the picture, um, that w- at least one of the pictures made it to um, the first issue of Shine, um, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. you asked me something else. That's okay. <laughs> about the reissue? No. Did you ask about me the that? reissue?
0: Yeah. How did okay. how did that come about?
1: So. Um, I met a, um, a musician, uh, ethnomusicologist, who was starting a, um, a new jazz label in Boston. Uh, his name mm. is Bill Banfield, and the name of the um, the label is called the Jazz Urbane. And he mm. had heard he actually I'm trying to th- I don't think, I think the first time he had heard my music was not a performance, but <clears throat> Was me um, asking him if he would chart out two of my songs, uh, mm-hmm. November and No Get Back, and mm-hmm. um, and when he when he said sure, just send me the send me the, um, the the tracks and I'll I'll go ahead and do that. And then he sent back some charts and and he was like, what? In, I didn't know you could. Wait a minute, because I was doing some like. <laughs> You know email newslettery things for him um mm-hmm. at the time and so when he started his label um he called me to ask me if um if i would be interested in um in having shine be one of the first releases on that album i mean on nice. that label mm-hmm. and i was like um y- <laughs> like, let me think about it for like a millisecond like um and so um the reissue was a really um helpful experience for me to to understand all these different facets of of music industry um distribution Mm. and Mm -hmm. radio servicing which is when you know when you hire somebody to um, to send your, inf- your, um, your album to the very specific people at certain radio stations. And, oh, cool. you know, the difference between college radio and internet mm-hmm. radio and, um, smooth jazz versus straight ahead and all mm-hmm. these things that I just, I didn't even know I had to think about, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. just, oh, I don't know. I just want it on the radio. Isn't that a good enough answer? Um, so that- it goes back
0: to that thing that I was saying that I love about one of the many things I love about you is that like you just learn it, you know, and, and whether it's doing it yourself or being a part of this label and learning all that. And I just think it's fantastic.
1: It's it, uh, it, yeah. It, yes. Yes. I think the theory of learning is. um learning so that you know how to do it. And like, it's almost like, like learning how to change your own oil on your car.
3: Yeah. You know,
1: like it's not, uh, it necessarily intuitive, but once you, Mm -hmm. once somebody shows you how to do it, it's not difficult. And then mm. when you go to the to AutoZone or whatever and you see how much oil costs and how much filters cost and then and you're like, these are my only costs, why am yeah. I spending $100 or whatever? You don't, yeah. then you just, you, you feel a self of, a sense of self-sufficiency and, and empowerment. And yeah. whenever you decide to let somebody else do that thing, whether it's changing your oil or, you know, servicing yeah. your music to radio stations, you know what is involved so that you can I'm going also to add maintain. Hashtag
0: empowerment. Hashtag to empowerment,
1: exactly. Because you know. then you also can keep tabs on when things aren't happening. You know why they're not. Right. So and exactly. you can either help troubleshoot or you can, <clears throat> you know, hold people accountable for doing the things A, that they said they were going to do, and B, that you're paying them to do. So mm. I think, um, you know, independent artistry is not just. A lot of times, people um, maybe mistakenly associate independent artistry with um, um, the fact that no label will pick you up or no management. Mm-hmm. Like it just it seems it seems unfair to, uh-huh. to 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 make it seem like you are absolutely immobile until mm-hmm. you have representation. When the reality is that. When you're an independent artist, you, you do have representation. You are it. <laughs> and you're yes, doing exactly. her thing.
0: So I want to talk to you about your stint in Cirque du Soleil and the show Ka. My stint? In Las Vegas.
1: <laughs> My, Did I pronounce that wrong? No, but it was five years. So stint, I know, sorry. <laughs> five cause... years are usually kind of not a stint. <laughs> a stint is We're, like five months. <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> your five-week stint. But your... you know, we can well, let's call it a stint. Let's keep going.
2: Let's keep going. No, it's stint fun. is,
0: you're right. It's not it's not like a temp job. You were there for 5 years <laughs> and you had a great experience. I I, I I think, right?
1: Yeah, it was um it was. I think it it, it it I learned a lot about um how to make music for um for a big giant uh machine like Cirque du Soleil mm. that mm-hmm. is Full of incredibly talented and multi-talented um, people, you know. Just yeah. you've got gymnasts who are pastry chefs, like you know, that that are <laughs> yeah. absolutely talented enough to be a pastry chef uh, as a as a for a living, or yeah. you know, clowns who were who are choreographers and and um, fine arts fi- mm-hmm. fine artists, you know, mm-hmm. um, whose work is worthy of. exhibition and certainly art gallery, um, five digit, uh, purchase price, you know, um, and they, the, the, one of the biggest takeaways for me as a creative professional, um, was learning that it is totally okay to be really, really, um, talented and, and versed, and capable in another art form without having to choose one or the other. Um, yeah, you yeah. can, you know, you can you can be an acrobat and also be a fantastic welder and build furniture that is like, you know, <laughs> that that. could well,
0: you know, I I have to say, um, I was blessed to, and I'm sure you arranged this to get, a, two tours of everything that goes into making one of those shows. And to, to the point that you were making earlier, like um, first of all, if I remember, it was like four stories below ground and then four stories above ground. And it's just massive. And it was built the theater, for that yeah. particular show, right? In that in, in that MGM Grand giant place. And the guy that showed me around, I believe he was a stage manager and he knew everything and really showed us the ins and outs and down to the cobbler shop where they make their own shoes um, the hydraulics and how complicated the show is and how this you know the stage goes from like flat on the ground to like you know 30 40 degree angle. It just mm-hmm. blew my mind. It was amazing And then one of the things that really sticks to me to as an experience for me was going to the costume shop. Yeah, And when I went there, and I think you were with me at this point, um, they had just, one of the acrobats, I think, was trying on his new bodysuit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I remember them saying was, you know, they go into one of those chambers where there's like a thousand lasers, and they laser every single inch of a person's body, including nipples and hair and everything. And then they translate that information onto a bodysuit that literally you cannot tell. I was standing about five feet away from this guy. The only thing that you could tell that sort of gave it away, not really, was this tiny little line on his neck where the thing began. And everything they paint in nipples and hair and musculature, and it I'm telling you, it, was, it blew my mind. Like seeing it, it's one thing seeing it from, you know, way back in the house or something, and of course it's gonna look real, but I was like five feet away from the sky, and it was stunning. And of course, I learned, you know, at that point, that this is a proprietary system of design by Cirque du Soleil. It was just every every single level of those performances is designed and often built by Circus Soleil. I just I couldn't believe it. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, it's um so. I I'm as you're talking, I'm just figuring out other ways that I can use the word nipple in, in, in my <laughs> answer to this. Um, isn't that a fun word? That's so why I have a pop like screen eight too times. nipple. Yeah, n- nipple. Yes. Um <laughs> on my costume, my nipples were not uh they didn't measure my nipples when I when I went in for my
0: Can we talk about your costume for a minute and your makeup that you do by yourself? We, they teach you how to do it and you do it by yourself.
1: Yeah. So we, um, at the time that I, um, the beginning of my stint, (laughs) we, (laughs) they sent me to Montreal, um, for Mm. training, um, Mm -hmm. of how to, um, do my makeup. Um, the wardrobe, uh, sizing is, is involved to like, you know, have a hat that, um, that, that they um put these dots that um that um attract the the lasers and i I won't even act like i know exactly what the technology is but like my hat was my hat it it was Mm. shaped and fit for my head my costume same Mm
3: -hmm.
1: um and yeah the makeup you have um you have a couple of days to learn how to do it properly and then they do a review and and the makeup um you should probably post some of those pictures too. <laughs> yes, I was going to say. Yes, totally. The um, mm-hmm. makeup is involved. You know, it, it is. It is also proprietary, and um, there's a there's a process and a way um, mm-hmm. that they want everyone's makeup to look so that it represents Cirque du Soleil, and um, but they yeah. also uh, are so careful in the attention to detail that that um, once a year the the designer the, uh, the woman who designs all of the makeup looks, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: um, she comes in and, and she will modify according to your, your facial structure. So, yeah, it's, 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 it was beautiful. Um, working with such a high level of artistry, um, and, and production and professionalism, musicality, um, you know, I was introduced to, to so much, um, in terms of lighting and Mm -hmm. sound and oh my god it's like it was it was five years of um you know of of living and existing um at a certain level that uh Mm kind of spoiled me in a sense yeah you know but but in saying that it prepared me to move back into the the regular world as a professional right, musician right. with a different bar and expectation of of what is possible for me to, um, how I can work um, mm-hmm. and the equipment that I can, can and should be asking for, um, yeah. a process that is a lot more uh, uh, efficient, I'll say, efficient and effective. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also it gave me a, a really interesting perspective on, how much musicians, um, like like the 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 income brackets for um, what a professional musician can possibly get paid and earn mm-hmm. a living, um, instead of feeling like you got to put the word starving in front of what you're doing all the time, <laughs> you know, or be grateful that somebody is giving you the opportunity to do, you know, and there's a there's a different type of humility, um, yeah. So. I was, I was, I was very happy to be to be working there um, for as long as I did, and mm-hmm. and I, as much shit as I was giving you about the word stint, <laughs> I will tell you <laughs> that there have been people that have been working for um for double digit years, you know, oh. fifteen years and twenty uh-huh. years, and so I I was not at a place um, in my career where. I didn't feel like like oh I'm now working for soc du Soleil I have arrived this is the pinnacle of my career ah oh. you know it wasn't it wasn't yeah. that um, yeah. it's not necessarily that for a lot for other people but there are there were musicians in my band that um, you know they've been on the road and they've been touring for years and years and years and they wanted to be home with their family and so. Yeah. You can do that. You can work five days a week and work 10 shows a week, you know, two shows a night and still have some semblance of a weekend and still see your kids grow up and still have a quality of life that they, that they didn't before. So I can see why people would stay for longer than five years. Um, But for me, it was time to go. I had to need to do my own thing.
0: Yeah. I remember talking to you about that. Um, So just two more things about Las Vegas that I have to talk about because I'd never been before. I literally only went to see you. Mm -hmm. And it was thrilling. I mean, I had the best time. That was fun. Uh, Two things that I, well, really one main thing that I take away from that whole experience, I mean, aside from Ka, of course, is just, you know, that that term mirage, you know, I think it used to be a casino. That -hmm. whole thing about like, oh, it's not that far away. I remember specifically, so I stayed with you for the first couple days and then, I stayed at the Cosmopolitan because I thought yes. the commercials were cool. <laughs> and you dropped me off at, in front of the, I guess it's a casino as well, and you said, okay, so I'm right down there because I was going to see the second time, I think, the show, um, and you pointed down the road to me this giant green building, the M- MGM Grand, and I said, oh, that's not so far away. And you looked back at me and said, trust me when I tell you <laughs> it will take you about an hour to walk there and I said no she's Not like and, and then you gave me that look that 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 Shauna yes. look and like, I just like okay okay,
1: okay. so
3: mm-hmm.
0: I go you know into my fabulous fabulous um room at Cosmopolitan it's so cool <laughs> um and sure enough I mean even walking from the front of the casino to the hotel park yes. took about a half an hour yes And I was like, what is going on? Like, I've never seen anything like it. And then I get all dolled up and I go and I'm walking (laughs) because it's beautiful. It was beautiful. It was like January in Las Vegas because I am not going there in no, you know, August or July. So I'm walking and walking. And of course, you can't just walk straight down the main big strip. You have to always turn right and then go around something and yeah and there's and no intersections
1: where you can just oh it's just at the next yeah. block it's not <laughs> like that like you got to so walk I'm, all the way down
0: mm-hmm. yeah and you were so right and in fact I think I gave myself two hours and it's a good thing I did because it took me about 30 minutes to walk there <laughs> and then once in this I will never forget this moment once I get to the MGM Grand which what has five giant stages as well as a casino and hotel room or whatever you walk through they have to, all of them you walk through the casino not a fan of the whole casino culture really it's the people it's kind of gross walking and walking and You're walking so judgy. And walk. I swear like for 45 minutes
1: yeah until like I got go to in your there. theater yeah it wasn't that long but it's not right there it's not like and it felt like it was it's like,
0: oh my god I'm going to be late yeah and there's
1: no windows critical. anywhere so it's not like you can like right. you know it's it's a thing. I had I had never been to Vegas before my audition, and mm. um, when I went for my audition, I was kind of like mildly overwhelmed because mm. I was only staying right across the street at the uh, the Luxor, and I figured, oh, right, oh it's right. right there, it's Caddy Corner, not a big deal. But you know, I have my cello, and like you said, wow. just going from the front desk to wherever your room is is an adventure because it's not yeah, yeah. right there. You know, it's not like you walk 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 walk. Oh, elevator. It's like walk down down down, down 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 down. Find this bay of elevators and then, you know, make right? left because that's <laughs> not your elevator, you know? Hey. Tell <laughs> folks
0: how you got the audition. I love this story.
1: Oh yeah. So, shine the first time the 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 first shine that your um photography is on, um mm-hmm. I had just released that and uh, a producer from a show that was on um, NPR called the Story um, reached out to me to ask me if I wanted to talk about releasing the album and the realities of being a mother um, and, a, mm-hmm. and an independent artist and taking time off from music to raise my son and then go back to to the cello. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was I had done that interview and and got a call uh, a couple of months after um by the the talent scout at Cirque du Soleil um Amazing. who had left a voicemail uh this is when google voice first came out so no yeah. phones uh, were had to had like the the voicemail that you could read
0: <clears throat> oh right
1: like none of that was happening at the time and uh mm-hmm. and I, I was at a gig and I saw this voicemail come through and it was like you know it's just like it doesn't transcribe properly so it might have a line this is line calling from circuit city we line circuit line line city. audition line <laughs> vegas line 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 call us oh back God. line email thanks you're like why is circuit city calling me circuit city what, circuit city <laughs> circuit city went bankrupt like two years ago what the hell so i'm like okay you know i don't have time That's to be funny. messing with this let me listen to this when i get out of the gig so yeah. i i i, I I, got, I was in the car, and I was listening to my voicemail, and, I, and it was uh, Roger Butterly calling from Cirque du Soleil, resident mm. shows in Las Vegas. We'd like to know if you... We heard your interview on the story, and we have a role that is for um, a cellist who also sings, wondering if you'd be interested. <laughs> I was like... Let me, let me check and see if 702 this is area code. This is even a real area code. Right. 702. Nice. Absolutely Las Vegas. And then I was like, holy holy mackerel.
0: <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. But this is not a show like Fresh Air that you can, you know, there's no, there were no podcasts, I don't even think then. But does this mean that that talent booker happened to tune in at that particular time? For that particular show, because I don't think these things are archived. Well, Maybe they are.
1: I, I don't know. I don't I don't know if they're archived. I know the story. Um, mm. The the um, the person, the host of the story, is is n- no longer, and I think it was like his show idea. Mm. So I think the story doesn't exist as a show anymore. But mm-hmm. um, it's an it was a nationally syndicated show, um, and so it was on uh, repeat. Um, or re- oh, wait, replay? Okay. What is it? What do you call re re? Uh, what what do you, what do you re- call that when it when it goes isn't it plays it, again?
0: <laughs> isn't that, um, I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh my God! I, I know what it is. It's just I've been don't inside by myself too long. Name? What?
0: <laughs> isn't there a song repeat? Oh, repeat, repeat
1: again? again? Yeah, but that's not <laughs> what it is. But I don't know. Um. Anyway, he it he had heard it on his uh, PM drive time, like coming mm-hmm. home from work and he's like oh my god we 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 have an opening because the woman who um, was the cellist at the time for the show was moving on to a, uh you know they make a bazillion shows a year mm-hmm. um, or at least they used to and she was in creation for another show and they needed someone um, and they needed someone by the end of the year really by October so they were like yeah. can you audition next week and I was like um no <laughs> I cannot but um how about this time and they were like I said well first of all I was like um Cirque du Soleil uh, this music is going to be impossible but let me go ahead and look at it (laughs) and the music wasn't impossible so I was like well let me let me just audition I mean if it's you know if they want what I got then they'll call me and they called me and then I auditioned and then when I got to Vegas and I saw the show I was like yo (laughs) <laughs> I this is I need for this to be my gig because yes, yes. holy maloli so
0: good so yeah. good yeah and I have to say I'll tell you what so the first time I saw the show was in way 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 up in the rafters and the second time I got to sit in the room with you and the rest of the pit um, in a separate room which I'd never seen before <clears throat> with the musical director and the artistic director and you and some other musicians and I'd always known. That, so, by the way, when I saw the show when I wasn't sitting next to you, I was like, That can't be Shauna's voice. Is that <laughs> Shauna's voice? I'm like, oh no, I mean, that's Shauna's voice. Because there weren't many really female vocals, you know, I, at least to, to what I remember. And so I always knew that, you know, you got the cello thing down and you've got the voice thing down, but your voice doesn't necessarily say to me that. So you know right. what I mean? No, I know. I know. That's what I said
1: to myself. <clears throat>
3: Seriously.
0: And, and I'm telling you what folks listening to this I'm sitting there first of all it was full of equipment and wires and stuff I'm like I'm not moving a fucking (laughs) inch because if I trip and pull out like you know a main cord or whatever oh my god myself and also get Shauna
1: fired (laughs) you're lazy you're clumsy ass friend (laughs) that that one that said can't stop talking about lazy afternoon that one
0: (laughs) so for real I'm sitting there everybody and when you start singing I was just like I didn't know she could sound like that. Like a well, there were a lot
1: mind. of effects. So let's be clear. But that's well, one yeah, of the beautiful things about that show is that, like, so there's so there's so much that they did to make this sound so fantastic and and you know and Cirque Cirkish,
0: mm, just amazing. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part of the show,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I'll never ever forget as well, the very very end of the show because you know all of those Cirque du Soleil. Uh, storylines are like, what the fuck are they talking about? This one was a little bit more clear because it was like Warriors. and But still, it's like, okay, I'm still not really clear what's going on here. And then you come out center stage and you sing the most beautiful song and you wrap up the whole story.
1: Oh, yeah. It, um, Holy shit, The man. The way that... Uh, Ka is one of the few Cirque du Soleil shows that has a storyline that is... You know, it's it's a storyline. It's a um, it's more narrative. Uh, yes, a chronological. This happens, then this, then this, and the, you know, conflict yeah. resolution. <clears throat> and my my aria at the end, um, <sighs> basically, it was like, everybody come together. We're not fighting anymore. Omakunde, omakunde, yeah. you know, and yeah. and so I say, you know, this is all good. This person used to hate this person, and now they don't. And then we just and then a wedding happens. So, yeah. um, I love. I think <laughs> I loved. I loved singing that because, you know, another, they, they weren't words. I just call it Cirque du language because it is mm-hmm. gibberish, yeah. right? But it was just beautiful to. You know, some some songs feel good to sing because the the um the, the syllables and mm. the words just feel good. Kunda omakunde, o pujire omakunda omakunde. I mean it's just so pretty. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful melody too. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I will never forget that. Um I think I'm going to have to wrap it up. Mm. I'm sorry to say because I want to add, you know, the four three or four songs in there and I want to try to keep these you know around an hour mm. um, I mean but our cause...
1: conversation was so good you know people would stay after an hour <laughs> you know they'd stay I know come I
0: know. on I hope so thank <laughs> you so much for doing this it means the world to me you you have to come back
1: okay
3: multiple
0: times oh, okay um, and be well stay safe uh, social distance you know wash your hands all that stuff
1: all the things and like <laughs> i i mean look the other reality is that honesty is the best policy if you feel mm-hmm. like you need to be angry about the situation you know and get that emotion out go ahead and do it if you feel like yeah. you got to cry about it go ahead and cry about it if you feel like you have like today is the day or the part of the day to be thankful and grateful and, and, and appreciative of, of what you do have in these four mm-hmm. walls, then, yep. you know, go there too. But just be honest with yourselves and, and be good to yourself and, and and good to others when you see them.
0: That's cool. a beautiful sentiment. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Shauna. We'll talk soon. Okay. I'll call you right after this anyway so we can recap.
1: Okay. Thanks, Betty.
0: <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. This is one of my favorite songs that nobody ever does. And lo and behold, this is Shauna Tucker's version of Lazy Afternoon. Way Off The Record has been written, produced, and edited by Scott Ambrosino and Christian Hernandez. The music in this episode is by Shauna Tucker. Way Off The Record is available on all podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Do us a favor, subscribe to our page, and then listen to a few episodes, hopefully, and rate and review. And reach out to us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Welcome to way off the record radio. Huh? What do you think? What? Um, I'm sorry. I'm here. No chewing. I'm just trying oh to finish God. my toast.
1: Sorry. <laughs> no
0: chewing. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Um, I'm leaving that in because I guess hilarious. Look look okay you said I could say whatever I want so I just want to to share with you that um, I'll wait until the next thing
1: because this is really funny okay
0: you sound dreamy all right hold on I got 43 seconds here hold on Nope. this is the this is the song that solidified (laughs) that's not it music marriage it's my fit no Love having you here <laughs> to do this with me. <laughs> okay. It's really loud.
1: Well, I just want like you just went on and on about like it being your favorite, and just right. be like, this is the song what you I like was me telling say, y'all about. Tell
0: me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good. That's a good point. So this is the song that I first heard, uh, uh, okay, hold on, shit.